Eric and Cheryl, you've been in this church about 20 years, I'm thinking. I've never seen you in the front row before, okay? <laughs> Boy, these are fine young ladies. In honor of our girls today, I would like you to take your Bibles, please, and turn to the book of Esther in the Old Testament. Esther chapter 4. If you can't find Esther, go to Nehemiah and turn right. If you can't find Nehemiah, go to Esther and turn left. Go to Esther chapter 4. And um, I'm just really thankful. Let, 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 me, let me just say this. From the very first Sunday that Marcia and I came to this church with our three little boys, um, our, our children looked around. They said, Mom, Dad, where are all the kids? Because there were no children in the church. And so we're going to pray, man, and we're just going to believe. And the first thing we're going to do is make a nursery. Well, that seemed really ridiculous because there were no babies. Guess what happened when we got the nursery ready? Had babies come. So we said, okay, now we're going to get a super church. We're called a super church. Well, there's no kids except for ours, but um, the kids started coming. And uh, the parents found the importance of raising their children in church. And this is the result of that today. Beautiful. Esther chapter 4 was a, Esther was a beautiful woman in the day, and she was mightily used for God and set apart for a particular reason that God had in store for her. You might know the story, you might not, but the nation of Israel was being ready to be wiped out. Everyone was going to be extinct. The people hated the Jews at that time, but the queen happened to be Jewish. She was hiding her heritage her uncle Mordecai came up to her and began to speak to her. And I want you to hear the heart of Esther. Um, in verse number 12, chapter 4, verse 12. When Esther's words were, were, excuse me, were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And this verse is primary. And who knows but that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, nights or days, I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law, and get this, get this, get this. And if I perish, I perish. Today, in the Cleveland area, there's a lot of hype out there for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if you watch the news, and we watched the news this past week, and all over the news there was two words, all in, all in. Maybe you have seen that. I even went to the mall and, and did some walking this week, and the mall were selling t-shirts that said all in. In other words, we're, the, the, the city of Cleveland is giving everything to, to, win, you know, to win the prize. 
All in means giving, giving your very best for what matters the most. And I want to say today that these girls are all in. They're giving everything they have because they know that the cause of Jesus Christ is what matters most. And I want them to be all in. I believe they are. But for each one of us today, we need to be all in as well. These girls, they studied, they worked, they planned to win the prize. And the prize wasn't to get a crown on their head. Their prize is to be the woman of God that God has called them to become because they are all in. And we see examples of this all throughout history and throughout Scripture. And uh, you guys know I like history. And, and back in April 21st, 1519, and no, I wasn't there. One of the great explorers of our day, uh, Hernando Cortez, and, and, and he, he got to the new land. He got into the Mexico area, and everyone who went before him, they were defeated, they were destroyed, they were wiped out. And Cortez understood one thing. I need to get my men committed. They need to be all in, if we can use that phrase. So when they landed onto the new world, he commanded that his boats, he, he said this, burn the ships, burn the ships. There's no turning back. We're giving everything we have because we understand there's a great cause out there. There's a great purpose for our life. And we are not going back to the old ways. We're not going back to the old life. We're going to stay, and we're going to fight, and we're going to win. And if we go back to the old land, he said this, we're going to use their ships and take their ships back because we are going to be victorious. I look at that story, and I want to put it in, in, in uh, really where we live today. Folks, with God, when you follow God, we need to be all in. We need to give it everything we have so that we can say, I am not turning back to the old ways. I'm not going back to the old life. God has called me for a reason. He has called me for a purpose, and I am going forward. And I don't know what everybody else is going to do. I can't make decisions for them. But for me, I'm going forward, and I'm going to be the person God wants me to be. I want to be all in. And this is Esther right here. She had an opportunity to save a nation. But first of all, she had to sacrifice her own dreams, her own desires, her own wishes, her own comforts. And she had to put it all on the line, no giving up, no turning back. She had to risk everything. And her uncle says, who knows, but that you have come to a place of position for such a time as this. Have you ever considered in your life that you are where you are because God wants you to be where you are so that you can make a difference right where you are? I've used that phrase a, long time, a lot, haven't I? He put you where you are because he wants to use you where you are. Instead of whining and saying, how come I can't do this and this and this and this? How about we say, Lord, I prayed for you to direct my life. And if this is where I am, then this is where I'm going to be. And I'm going to shine for the Lord and I'm going to give it all. I'm going to be all in. And this is what happened with Esther. And then she said, if, if not now, when? If, if, if not me, who? Who's going to do what I can do? And we need to have that impression within our own spirit that nobody can do what we can do because no one's like us. And God put us here for such a time as this. And she said, I'm going to go to the king. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. And I love this. And if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die. She had the attitude that I would rather die doing something meaningful for God than to live a boring life. 
She said, I'd rather die doing what God wanted me to do than just living a ho-hum, big yawn kind of life. She said, I want my life to matter, and if I perish, I perish. It doesn't really matter. You talked about movies. There's a movie, Braveheart. I don't recommend it, but there's a movie, Braveheart. And William Wallace, one of the great leaders, uh, Scotland, right? One of the great leaders. And he said this, every man dies, but not every man lives. Esther lived. She lived, and she made a difference, and her life counted because she gave everything. She was all in. I believe these four girls that were up here today, they live. They, they live. Their life has meaning. Their life has purpose, and we need to get this into our spirit that we can be like Esther. There was also a woman in the New Testament with the issue of blood. Remember the story? She was bleeding for years and years. She went to every doctor. She spent all of her money. She could not get healed. And then she heard about a man named Jesus who who did miracles and he healed the sick. Because she was bleeding, she was considered unclean. Because she was bleeding, she she couldn't be in a crowd. No one could touch her. And she could not be near a man because she was unclean. But that never stopped her because she was all in. And she knew that she had to touch Jesus. There was no help unless she touched Jesus. She had to touch Jesus, and she gave everything. She risked all she had. She reached out. She fought through the crowd, and you know the story. She touched Jesus, and the result of that, she was supernaturally healed, and the power that was in Jesus flowed through his life into her life because she was all in. She gave everything. Maybe the great example that we see is Mary the earthly mother of Jesus is the ultimate of being all in. She gave everything she had. 15, 16 years old, she found favor with God. And the angel showed up and said, Mary, would you be willing to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit and raise the Son of God until he dies for the sins of mankind? We hear that and we say, man, I, I, I would do that. Really? She risked her reputation, she risked her engagement, she risked her opportunity to move forward in life, but God called Mary because he knew that Mary was all in. He knew that she was going to give everything, and Mary said to the angel Gabriel, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. She said, I am willing to do whatever God wants me to do, and I am willing to be whatever God wants me to be, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I am all in. I want to be all in. I want to give it all. There's, there's Elisha in the Old Testament. He was called to be a prophet. He was a, he was a farmer. You know what he did when he was called to be a prophet? He burned his plows. And he ate his oxen. There was no way was he going back to his old life again. He was here, and he was going to serve God, and he was not turning back. Folks, we need, we need a couple hundred people in this church who are going to raise up and say, you know what? God changed me. He saved me. I'm not going back to the old world. I am sold out for God, and I don't know what God has for me, and if I perish, I perish, but I'm going to die doing something meaningful with my life. Moses was all in. Moses was all in. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that he was willing to forsake the comforts of Egypt. It even says the comforts of sin for a season so that he could follow what God wanted him to do. He was all in. 
And the Bible says because he saw him who was invisible. He had a, a heart for God and he had an eye for God. And he said, I'd rather follow God than anything else in my life. He was all in. He was all in. One day, there was a tax collector raising money. And Jesus went up to Matthew and said, Matthew, two words, follow me. He was wealthy. No one liked him, but he was wealthy. He had a lot of money. He had a lot of prestige. People feared him. And what did he do when Jesus said, follow me? It says that he dropped everything and began to follow Jesus. Did the same for James and John. Peter or, or Jesus went up to them and said, hey guys, follow me. He said to these guys, to James and John, hey guys, I'm paraphrasing. Jesus said, guys, are you all in? Are you all in or are you going to watch life from the cheap seats? Are you all in? Are you going to be a participator with a life giver or are you going to be a spectator? I'll tell you what, guys, I'm watching, I'm watching the Cavs and all I'm thinking of, I'm serious, all I'm thinking of, I want to be in the game. How many of you want to be in the game? I'm talking about, okay, right now, in the game of life, following God. I don't want to sit on the sidelines and just say, I wonder what God's going to do today. I want to be part of it. I want to be all in. I want to give my life. And that's, these, this is the people that the scriptures are written about, people that gave everything. Well, Pastor Dan, it's hard to give everything. I'd rather play than watch, I'm telling you what. I'd rather, even at my age, I'd rather play than watch. Jesus is saying, James and John, the choice is yours. I'm giving you an opportunity. And these guys, what did they do? They dropped their nets, they turned to the father, they gave him a hug goodbye, and away they went. And the dad was standing there watching his two sons, the sons of thunder, walk away to follow Jesus. And I wonder what moms and dads thought when their kids were following the Lord. There was a tear in, their, in his eye, I'm sure, because, man, these are the ones he loved, and, and they're going away to follow Jesus, but yet there was a joy in their heart saying, man, that's what I've been praying for, that my children will be followers of God. And all the parents just said, amen. Isn't that what you want for your kids? And these kids were all in. They were all in. James and John were all in. Follow me. Follow me, willing to give our whole heart, our mind, and our energy to something that's greater than us, to have the most fulfilling life possible as we follow after Jesus. Follow me, willing to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ with all of our heart and to realize that His ways really are better than my ways. They really are. I'm going to be all in. I'm going to be all in. See, Jesus may ask you to give up something. He might. Take up your cross and follow me. He said, he may ask you to give up something, but I'm telling you what, he will replace that with something much greater. He will replace that with something that's going to have eternal value and we need to be all in. Oh, I pray to God, there's not one person in here that says, Pastor Dan, bunk. I'm telling you what, you either make dust or you eat dust. And it's time that the church rises up and becomes the church. We are to be the powerful ones. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. And we need to rise up and start acting like it, that we have the power and the authority of God, that nothing is impossible with those who believe. We need to rise up and be sold out for God. And I believe these four girls were, are, and, and will be. What an inspiration 
that you are to me to keep going, to keep going, to keep going. See, to be, to, to be a follower of Jesus, to be all in, is to say yes to Jesus before you ever know the question. I remember as a teenager right here in this church, and I can't tell you how many times I said yes to Jesus. I'm a kid. I don't even know what's going on. I thought I knew, but I didn't really have a clue. 